0: This is Not Quite Dead, a gal
1: pal horror movie discussion podcast.
0: We do deep dives on our favorite
1: scary movies, but sometimes we just keep it shallow. I'm your host, Megan. I'm Kate. Get ready for all the spoilers. friendship which one of us do you think is the rick and which one do you think is the buddy
0: oh i'm the rick i'm definitely the rick you're the nice one <laughs> i think you're the moral compass you're who i go to when i'm like hey i'm feeling this shitty way like should i act on it <laughs> should i like i'd be like should i purge and you'd be like no megan come on there's a better way to do this
1: <laughs> see i almost feel like our our friendship is like almost closer to like a rick and summer friendship because interesting I, I actually really like rick and summer's like relationship in the show because like i don't know i think that i'm i'm the moral compass but I, I i don't know i can have fun too this is me, <laughs> yeah this is me wanting to aspirationally be a summer
0: <laughs> i see it i see it yeah well right i think either way i'm rick and and that's
1: okay. that's the important <laughs> takeaway here you're definitely a rick <laughs>
0: I'm a monster.
1: Well hello everyone and welcome to our purge season mini-sode. We wanted to do just a little a little taste of an episode to talk about um you know pop culture's most recent purge satire which is the Rick and Morty episode.
0: Who out there is a Rick and Morty fan because you should be. It's great.
1: Yeah I don't even want to like go over the summary of this episode because i feel like everyone's seen it especially people who listen to our podcast like i feel like it's a it's a venn diagram that's closer to a circle
0: yeah i've seen this episode so many times i've seen all of the rick and morty episodes so many times they're so good they're so good and i'm so glad they did a purge episode
1: me too this episode was so just good old rick and morty it's great it's got all the stuff it's got all the stuff in it Um, the A plot, of course, is, um, Rick and Morty on an alien planet, and it's Purge planet. (laughs) That's all you gotta know. (laughs) and That's all you need to know. I mean, the plot just, that's, that's the premise, and they run with it. The B plot in the episode doesn't even matter. Like, don't even worry about it. It's fine. It's super minor,
0: and it basically feeds into the A plot anyway.
1: Yeah. So, this episode is the ninth episode of season two of Rick and Morty. It came out in September of 2015, um, so it came out uh, actually after The Purge and The Purge: Anarchy had already been released. So Election Year had not yet come out, uh, but a couple Purge movies had been released, and we're still kind of like fresh in our in our collective consciousness, so to speak, um, when this episode aired. It is
0: funny that it came out between Anarchy and Election Year because. Election year we see the purge sort of being dealt with from a political standpoint. We're like, should we do it? Should we not do it? And this episode is all for the purge. It is like, we love the purge. Let's do it.
1: I know. It's so funny because when I was watching this episode, I was thinking about how how do the characters in the Rick and Morty episode kind of map to the characters in the character archetypes that we see in the Purge movies. And I was like, man, it doesn't work. Like none of these characters are fitting. And then I realized that it was because Rick and Morty are actually like pretty into Purging. They really are. Yeah. And all of our heroes in the Purge movies are very (laughs) anti-Purge.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of morbid curiosity going on in this episode.
1: So we've got Morty who he kind of goes through this arc where at first he starts out really disgusted by this concept of the purge he like he really hates that rick is into it um and then once the like once the dam breaks and he starts purging the dude (laughs) cannot stop purging it's like even rick is like whoa man this is a lot this is a little much morty by the end he's disgusted again but this time instead of being disgusted by the planet he's just kind of disgusted by himself um I love how when Purge
0: starts they are like okay well we have this spaceship so we have the privilege of hanging out and avoiding it but Rick is like hey do you want to watch this do you want to just do you want to just grab some popcorn and and watch it Kate would you want to watch this would you stick around
1: <sighs> It's so hard there's part of me that's like if you're in a spaceship floating above an alien planet there is this degree of disconnect you can apply to the situation where you could let that kind of morbid curiosity take over and watch um but I like hate I mean they get stuck and they get stuck right like that's the thing is they hang out and watch and it like is immediate karma where they get stuck and I would not want to get stuck
0: so, it's all because of Morty's boner too. It's eh. so ridiculous.
1: And I think I don't want to actually watch people die. I think I don't want to watch people die. So I think no. I think ultimately no. Even though I'd be curious.
0: Yeah. I feel like I kind of get, again, this is why I'm Rick. I kind of get where Rick is coming from. It's almost like a National Geographic episode right? Documentary. And you're just hanging out and watching how this planet works. So I could totally see it. (laughs) I could, I could see hanging out and taking notes, but I definitely would not be going down to rescue anybody. Like I'm not getting mixed up with that mess.
1: Rick is on his own purge safari in this episode.
0: He is.
1: He really is. He really is. I really like how this, um, this episode's really meta. I mean, Rick and Morty is so meta, where they're like constantly breaking the fourth wall. So, like, pretty much as soon as they land, and the like old cat farmer is like, "Oh, I hope you stick around for the festival." <laughs> Rick's like, "It's a Purge, Planet Morty. <laughs> Let's do it." I know. It's like they're immediately, and he's like, "It's like the movie, The Purge." That's yeah. He, he like names it, and I love that. I love like calling out what it is. And it reminds me of like the marketing around the purge movies is really meta, even though the like inside of the movies itself, they kind of stay away from like meta commentary there. They kind of play it more straight, but like with the first Purge movie that came out, the poster for it and, like, the DVD cover for it has, like, a red hat on it that says Make America Purge Again. Mm -hmm. Like, like, they're not afraid, like, in their marketing to also be super meta. So I was like, oh, this is kind of, like, a nice, like, connection between the two.
0: Yeah, I also love how eventually, like, Rick communicates with Summer at some point and she's like, oh, that movie was really dumb. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like that's besides the point, but it's so funny that she's talking about the purge as a movie and like they're in this dire situation where it's real. Um, But back to your comment about the cat farmer. I thought it was really, well, I own three cats and I took a little offense to the cats being the purge creatures, maybe. Um, But I was wondering what animal comes to mind for you? Like when you think of the purge, what If it wasn't us, like, what animal do you think would be most likely to purge?
1: Oh, like baboons, for sure. Like, (laughs) with their, like, red butts. Like, yeah, they would totally purge each other, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, they are
0: monsters. They are. I was thinking, um, like, Komodo dragons.
1: Oh, yeah. They just seem
0: so violent.
1: Yeah, dolphins. I bet dolphins would purge because dolphins—they'd <laughs>
0: be like rapist purgers. Yeah,
1: because dolphins rape and like they'll gang up on people and bully them. And so I could definitely see like some dolphin purges happening. Oh, yeah, dark. Yeah, because like, they like smiling
0: faces too.
1: They gang up on whales and like kill whales just for sport. <laughs> Terrible. Those dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was thinking about. Rick and Morty, like, satirizing the Purge movies, I was really curious about um, what TV tropes would, would think about this concept. I was like, surely the concept of a Purge is a TV trope because we see it, like, the Purge movies are not the first time this concept has come around. Um, so um, I went to the, the website tvtropes.com, which, if you haven't heard of it, is an excellent way to waste your entire life because there's just so much. And it's like, it's a really interesting website too, to just talk about what are themes and motifs and like common situations that we, we as human beings use when we're telling stories. And um, so I just really like it as this kind of like Wikipedia rabbit hole to fall into. And I thought it was really interesting that the purge itself is a TV trope, of course, but they kind of use it more broadly. Like, a genocide of some kind and it can be like specifically targeted in like a t- in a limited time period like in the purge movies but they're kind of broad with it but then because I did not feel like working during my lunch break and I wanted, and I wanted to like God forbid more about it I was like ooh, this other tv trope um, also feels really similar. Where if you like combine them, they would make the Purge movies, which is a fete worse than death, which is talking about when like small towns or like rural areas have some kind of town festival or party that in mm-hmm. that involves some kind of ritualized death or murder like we see in like Midsommar right like yeah, yeah yeah totally so I was like okay so like the purge movies are like a combination of these tropes and I think that the Rick and Morty one is a combination of these too. um but I wanted to like name a couple of of things that were called out on the purge tv trope page um so in the tv show angel do you remember that show
0: I remember it existing it wasn't on my to watch list though
1: yeah I watched Buffy when I was younger but I never Mm -hmm. like I never was able to make the transition over to Angel there's Mm -hmm. like there's like I guess like a whole thing about like a like a purge night like type deal in in the Angel show like throughout the entire series no no there's like a special episode or like a couple episodes where they deal with like a purge that's kind of more like a limited like oh during this like limited period of time there's like kind of purging that happens interesting um and then in books and film um the Hunger Games is a variation of a purge which makes yes. sense yeah so I was like oh yeah that's right they kind of pick people and then make them kill each other um and then in real life um the Spartans um had an annual purge. Um, and this is a total bummer. Um, they, I mean, any purge is a total bummer. (laughs) A total bummer. (laughs) You guys, that really bums me out. (laughs) Um, so they would have an annual purge of their slave class. So. Oh boy. Yeah. So they would have like this little festival where they would just like (laughs) kill a bunch of their slaves. And like their purpose was to kill, um, their like strongest and smartest slaves what yeah with the idea that doesn't make any sense well the idea was that they wanted to try and prevent any uprisings or any like revolt oh my gosh yeah but it didn't work because the slaves did eventually revolt so (laughs) (laughs) good for them i know i know so those are some yeah those are some purge little little purge factoids for you purge nuggets yeah kate there
0: was some accidental purging happening in this episode um morty gets really pissed off at some point and he uh pushes someone down the stairs like he can't contain his anger i'm i'm curious would you feel guilty about that on purge night would purge night change that
1: for you I don't think it would. I mean, I might use it to compartmentalize what happened to me just so I could live the rest of my life. But <laughs> I think I would still feel guilty. What about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, that guy was being kind of a twat. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no I, guilt. I'm guilty. like, mm, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine, you know, I don't accidentally kill people now. So why would I accidentally kill someone on Purge Night? I feel like it, the only excuse would be it would have to have been self-defense or or something, right? Um, I think it would be a compartmentalization process. But also like, hey, this guy was probably pissing me off on purpose because it's Purge Night. So I'm a little okay with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever the day. <laughs> I did think it was pretty hilarious when that happened. But yeah, like back to back to that scene. Morty and Rick are seeking refuge with this dude that they come upon while they try to find a way out of this place. They've lost their ship. This this old coot is like, "Hey, you can do whatever you want, but you have to listen to me tell this this story that I wrote." And you think this guy is going to have this cool story, like it's going to be original or interesting in in some way. And it turns out it's a freaking screenplay. Like that would make my blood boil. I sit through meetings that are like half an hour long that are just reading off of keynotes. And I'm like, Jesus, what what is the point of this? And it makes my blood boil. So like, so Morty, you know, he he does his due diligence and he sits through it but uh doesn't have any good feedback for this guy cuz it sucks and he's trying to to like save face and and just just move on with his life right R- morty just wants to get out of here so he gives him a shitty review about his story and decides uh decides he doesn't want them to stay anymore and that's when we see morty push him down the stairs but anyways you know, this does relate, Kate, to you because you're a writer, just like this guy. I You've written many screenplays and many, many short stories. So many. And many. You're <laughs> prolific. And I want to know, did he deserve that? Did this idiot deserve to get purged?
1: His writing was bad, so yes, of course. <laughs> 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 the writing was so bad. I, like, love how they just rip on what a bad screenplay sounds like and like how cheesy the dialogue is and like how <laughs> sort of tertiary the like scening is. And he makes them sit and listen to his entire <laughs> screenplay. Like that's, that seems like a pretty purgeable offense to me. I don't think Morty's in the wrong here. <laughs>
0: is it normal for someone to read a screenplay as, as like a, <laughs> a fireside reading? It Literally just seemed, <laughs> it seemed so bizarre. I loved it. It was like, Oh, we're going to sit here and listen to this short story written in a narrative format. And no, it's like scene change. It's very directive, right? It's, it's a, it's for directors in a sense, right. To, yeah. to kind of work off of, but um I was like, I'd fall asleep. I couldn't, I couldn't make it. I just couldn't. I know myself.
1: <laughs> no, the most I've ever seen, like that I would feel would be tolerable with a screenplay, is um some people will host um like cast roundtable readings where they like read a screenplay, but they have different people acting out all of the different right. parts, you know? And like what it's supposed to be for it's like a play or it's like for a movie like you don't want to listen to all the stage direction and have one person no. issue, especially when it's so bad
0: yeah i was like why don't you give morty a part to read or something dude this is so lame yeah totally purgeable
1: and he took so much offense so that morty didn't love it like <laughs> that's such a like I mean, I'm a defensive person too. And I have zero feedback on anything I ever do ever. So I get it. But he's so defensive. He's like, so what'd you think? And he's like, he, he's doing that thing where he's like, oh, I want real feedback. But he only wants more detailed, good feedback. You know, right. like, he only wants more detailed, like praise. He doesn't actually yeah. want feedback or criticism. <laughs> he's like, your grandson is a shitty person.
0: <laughs> so- Rick and Morty finally do find a way out of here and they actually uh, we get to see the equivalent of um, the NFFA in in this little town mm-hmm. uh, and Rick and Morty deci- or sorry, not Rick and Morty. Uh, Morty goes bonkers uh, purging everyone in his path after he's killed this like cat rider um, and Rick kind of has to take him out because it's too much even for Rick which is hard to imagine kate it's hard for me to imagine your purging being too much for me but they they go and they they have their purge and we kind of see what's left in the aftermath of no more purge um basically it's it's sort of the equivalent in a sense of election year where we are now replacing the administration with a more progressive administration represented by Rome and in this case it's just all of the rich folks who have put put upon these people this uh, this night are now wiped out and what do the townspeople do they they just decide to start a new purge yeah because they,
1: they can't figure out like basic bartering systems they're like <laughs> they're like they go from like okay we need to invent a system to make sure we can survive And they like really quickly invent capitalism and then they immediately invent a purge, which is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it's all based around food. Just who makes food and gets more food. (laughs) Food is the new money. (laughs) But I love it. I feel like this translates so well to like things that we've seen today. Like, uh, you know, we, we, we just, we took out um, Saddam Hussein. And so there was a big void in the Middle East and now it's a big clusterfuck So I'm just wondering, like, if this were to happen here, if we were actually to have the purge and then take it away from people, right, after, you know, a couple decades, would there be another form of the purge to fill the purge void?
1: That that (sighs) seems to happen. Probably, because I think that people, people acclimate to things really quickly. And I think that getting people out of their habits is so hard like I I'm thinking about people like trying to quit smoking or like trying to do anything even if they know it's good for them to like not purge each other they're probably still like that guy cut me off I can't wait for purge night like you know and then they're like ah damn I can't purge anymore I guess I gotta just I don't know Punch out his window or something. I don't know what people do when they're mad. I don't get mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, how nice. We've been watching The Wire, and um, there's a there's a character who uh, there's a you know there's a handful of characters who have serious uh, drug addiction problems, and what they do when they in the show, anyways. But I you know I think this is pretty common in in real life as well when they're giving up something heavy like like meth or Coke, they'll switch to coffee and cigarettes. And so you see these people uh, smoking cigarettes and having coffee. It's it's not great, but it's a lot better. So I think I'm going to lean toward uh, towards the uh, optimistic route and hope that they'd replace it with something not quite as bad.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Hunting for sport gets like, big again. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like like once you like crack that can open like there are some people in this society who would truly love to be violent with no consequence and I think that taking that away from people would probably have even worse implications than just letting them have a purge I don't know I just imagine terrible things happening this is like the odd moment where you're like you're the more optimistic one. And I'm the person who's like, Oh, no, I'm very cynical about what people actually do. I don't know if we have a coffee and cigarettes equivalent for murdering people, I think is my worry. Uh, Yeah, it just it seems
0: like it would be partying, like maybe just like allow for more partying and drugs.
1: Yeah, I guess if we go like full libertarian, and we're just like all drugs are legal, but you don't get to murder people now then like, maybe that would help that would maybe It's soft it softened the blow a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell
0: you my favorite thing about this episode?
1: Of course.
0: What I loved about the Rick and Morty purge is it really gives way to the things that I wanted to see in the actual purge. And that is like really gruesome, crazy shit happening.
1: Yeah.
0: We see like heads being chopped off, just like with a quick you know, swipe of a knife, like someone's head goes flying and blood goes everywhere. There's like this one guy who gets a rocket blown up his butt and he explodes against a wall. Uh we see a spoon through an eye, scooping <laughs> out the eye. It's it's pretty great. Like this is like the, the horrendous shit that I wanted to see in the purge. Um
1: that yeah. we that they kind of
0: tame down. But I, I do love that Rick and Morty kinda go there.
1: Yeah, the Purge movies are pretty restrained when it comes to showing violence and gore and whatnot. Um, It was funny when I was on the TV Tropes webpage reading about the Purge movies, they called it a slasher movie. And I was like, "Interesting, not a slasher movie. This is as far from a slasher movie as I think you can actually get. Um, That's not true. That was an exaggeration. It's just not a slasher movie though. (laughs) As far, like- like yeah. even
0: further than Love Actually, or like oh, Bambi
1: God. or something. <laughs> Although, I, there's a hunter and Bambi, and so there's a case to be yeah, made. That's but there <laughs> we
0: go. It's also a slasher
1: film, right? Question exactly. Mark. <laughs> well, it's such a good episode, and it's so like it's such easy viewing, and it's funny and like really irreverent. It's like such a good Rick and Morty episode. I I really like it.
0: Yeah, it's one of my favorites, along with Pickle Rick.
1: So, I think that um, you guys should definitely check this episode out. Um, if you don't have the stomach for the Purge movies, um, maybe you'll have a stomach for animated violence. Who knows? Um, but definitely check it out.
0: And with that, we'll see you next time.
1: This was not quite dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're feeling a little
0: weird or a little crazy, why don't you try listening to our episodes out of order?
1: Why not? Or not. Listen to them in order, as intended. Either way, thanks for listening. And happy hunting.